Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast. Normally featuring the fantasy fro, but uh, due to a cross-country meet he is coaching today, he is not with us. So instead, we have our main man, Justin. Justin, how are we today, ma'am? Good, buddy. Happy hump day. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, I definitely can't wait for this week to end. It's been a pretty <laughs> torturous one at work for me. But here we are Wednesday. Tomorrow we get some Thursday night football. Uh, Bucks and Bears going at it. And then uh, we have some big news happening from uh, you know week four rolling here into week five. Before we get to that, Justin, where do people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. That's at JFHornets25. Hit me up anytime for any of your start sit or any of your fantasy questions going into the weekend. And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Remember, guys, we have daily podcasts rolling out every Monday, the Waiver Wire Wishlist featuring, well, with myself, featuring Zach. Every Tuesday, Samuels versus Slanger, episode one of the week. Wednesdays, of course, is this show, normally with the Fantasy Fro. Thursdays with the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast. Friday, Samuels versus Slanger, episode two of the week. And then Saturday is the DFS special with Sunday live streams brought to you by Brian. Uh, for more fantasy football content, visit our website, weknowfantasy.com. And on there, you'll find great articles, series such as distributable defense of the week, B team, rankings, underdogs, quarterback streaming, and more. All right. So we have a lot to talk about moving forward in this podcast. Of course, we have COVID dominating the uh, headlines yet again. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on that. Uh, we have some backfields we need to, you know, sh- uh, shuffle through and figure out the relevance there with some of the some big names going on the IR list. And uh, of course, we'll be bringing you our pickums and something special for this podcast we're gonna bring our quarter of the way mvps um and you know players of the year and things of that nature but before we get to that let's kick it off here with what could be uh besides covid you would say the dominating presence of uh this uh week week four we lost austin eckler who was you know a second round pick in most fantasy leagues ppr monster was having a good season now he's on the ir out four to six weeks with the hamstring issue he leaves behind 49 carries, 17 targets, and 17 receptions from his first, uh, you know, three and a half, four games he played thus far this season. Of course, we know Joshua Kelly is there. He's going to have a role as he had a a pretty prominent and a fancy relevant role with um, with Eckler there. You know, the numbers weren't, you know, there the last two games um, because that those, those game scripts were a little bit different because of, you know, surprisingly they pay, played behind from the Panthers. And then had the Buccaneers where they played from behind. And uh, that that's there. But uh, the name we need to talk about here is Justin Jackson. You may have noticed that he was, you know, uh, a, you know a top most people's waiver wire, uh, you know, wanting for this week. Um, so, Justin, can Justin Jackson, I know we saw this last year in the absence of, you know, Melvin Gordon, you know, during his holdout and injuries and then Austin Eckler missing time. Justin Jackson had some had some great weeks. During these four to six weeks, we got Austin Eckler. Do you think Justin Jackson has fantasy relevance as, say, an RB2, RB3, or a flex? Yeah, I think definitely from an RB3 or flex standpoint, if you listen to anything out of the Chargers camp, the only question with Justin Jackson is always, can he stay healthy? He's been a guy that I think he can get 10 to 12 touches while Eckler's out. If he's the hot hand, I think he's going to roll. You know, Lynn will roll with him, especially if Josh Kelly keeps putting the ball on the turf. So I think, you know, this guy's going to be somebody that's had success in college. He's had some success in the NFL. I always look back at that 2018 game with the Steelers where he pretty much carried the Chargers run game to that win. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think RB3 flex. And, you know, obviously, like I said, if Kelly puts the ball on the turf some more, Justin Jackson could really get a little more burn. He's just got to stay healthy. 
yeah, we've seen, you know, Joshua Kelly kind of, you know, emerge from nowhere for, in a sense, you know, coming on to, you know, fancy relevance and, and playing well there in the rookie season in Los Angeles. But if there is one thing against him, it is that fumbling issue. He continues to put the ball on the ground and give the ball away. And you can't be doing that, you know, and that's going to decrease your touches. Maybe that's something to do with his, uh, you know, he's had about 11 to 12 total touches between uh, targets and, and rushing attempts the last few games. Now, you know, he, you know, is assumed to be this RB1 for the Los Angeles Chargers. But the question now is, is Joshua Kelly, you know, a lock every week? Do you slot him into your RB2, RB1 slot, and you're happy with it, you know, with uh, Austin Eckler out? You know, I, going into this week, I'm probably a little bit standoffish on Kelly because they're playing the Saints. The Saints have had a good run defense. I think it's top eight in the league starting off the year from a fantasy fantasy perspective. Um, after that, though, the Chargers schedule does lighten up quite a bit. They're home versus the Jets at Miami and then home versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you got a three-week stretch there. You've got a head coach who was a former NFL running back. They're going to run the ball. So I think Kelly then becomes a definite RB2 that you can roll out for three times, at least three times over the next four weeks. Yeah, and if you notice here, the trend is he started out, you know, 12 and 23 rushes for the first two games, and then he saw eight and nine in the last two games. But in reverse, he's seen more targets in the uh, passing game as the you know season develops. And this is, of course, you know, uh, connecting with the quarterback is one of the hardest things a rookie can do, wide receiver or running back, catching the ball out of the backfield there, uh, you know, in the NFL. So this is going to progress more. And Austin Eckler now is one of the premier pass catching backs in the entire league. He's out there. We know Justin Jackson has a little bit of ability catching the ball, but with Kelly's now, you know, presence in this passing game where you can see three or four more targets a game, I think you have to slot him in, even maybe against this, uh, you know, given what your options are. I think as long as Eckler's sidelined, he's got to be at least a flex, in, in my opinion. That's a good point, especially with the COVID, COVID situations. I mean, yeah, you're missing players that Derrick Henry's not there for you, or last week of James Conner, things like that. But and, another. And- yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you off. Oh, you're fine. There, yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I, no, I really wanted to go. Let's put a caveat on this too. Uh, Lynn ha- has not named the starter for Monday night. I, you know, all arrows point to how do you bench Justin Herbert? But just keep an eye on that because if Tyrod Taylor does go under center again, that offense takes a step back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We may see some more rushing attempts with a, with the you know a Taylor in there, but I wouldn't like it for a PPR format with a you know running back into the ball of the backfield. Um, but another backfield that saw their starter, I'd say, go down an IR uh, for some time, the Browns. So uh, Nick Chubb on the IR with a sprained MCL six weeks at least. So they'll be out with him. Of course, Kareem Hunt now gets a major boost, and in my opinion, is an RB1 now until Chubb comes back. No doubt about that. But another name, you know, with a Justin Jackson up there dominating the waiver wire, you know, wish list and the wants across any fantasy league was uh, Darius Johnson. So here we are, you know, most people probably didn't know this guy existed until, you know, <laughs> they load, they logged on, you know, yesterday or the day before to put some waiver wire, you know, targets in there. And sure enough, there's a guy who saw a 13 uh, attempt for 95 yards against Dallas last week, second year back, you know, didn't really see anything happening last year. And, you know, this year he saw nothing until, you know, Chubb went down. But, you know, 7.3 yards per attempt. I know this Dallas, Cow- this Dallas offense is, or defense, uh, rather, is rather poor. But still, 7.31 yards carried and 13 carries is something you cannot shy away from. 
Um, he was a guy I was targeting and trying to get into my lineups, but, uh, you know, how, how do you feel about this guy? Is this a fluke game here? Because you have Dallas, but moving forward, you have some tough matchups. Uh, you have Indy and then the Steelers in back-to-back games, which is uh, not pleasant for any, you know, offense or running back. Uh, then you then you ease into Cincinnati a little bit, but they've been playing better too. So is is Ernest a guy that, you know, you went out and targeted on the waiver wire? Is this someone that you were hoping to get when you logged on, you know, this uh, Wednesday morning today, actually, uh, the day we're recording this, and, and you're like, get him, get him, get him? Or is he a, a guy that you're like, mm, you know, a tough schedule coming up, you know, kind of a fluke thing with the Dallas Cowboys here and this team playing from, you know, with a major lead? Yeah, he wasn't a guy that I woke up on Wednesday morning thinking, oh, man, I got to check the waivers because I hope I got him. He was, you know, on the back half of some of my waiver picks just in case I didn't get two of the, you know, I didn't get a Justin Jackson or I didn't, you know, if you had a league where Damian Harris might have been in there. Um, yeah, I, I would never say 95 yards on 13 carries. I think I believe was his his line is a fluke. That Dallas defense is Swiss cheese. You you hit the nail on the head right there. But Stefanski likes that two running back system. They've got a run heavy approach, and that offensive line has really started to gel a bit. Um, he's not going to do much for you in the passing game, but I definitely think he's a safe plug. You know, as we go over the next week five, week six, week seven, um, when you're going to deal with your running backs on by, and obviously the injury bug and COVID out there and taking people down left and right yeah and this browns offense is clicking oh my goodness i think they scored 35 plus points in three straight games now or at least 30 points in three straight games so he's gonna get some chances they're gonna lead some football games you know cream hunt in my like i said before is an rb1 without you know nick chubb there uh, easily you know he's having 5.5 yards per carry you know he's seen at least double digit t- rushing attempts in every game of course a, a monster in the passing game um but like you said, they want that second running back. They want to give Hunt those breaks where he can come in and bust out a big play because his legs are fresh. And like you said, I think flex uh, ability RB3 if your league goes three RBs, uh, you know, for Ernest, uh, De Ernest, or however you pronounce that, Johnson. <laughs> you know, those apostrophes and first names really get me. That's uh, right. It's tough. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I think he's a safe play. And like you said, he wasn't some guy that, you know, I scrambled to check my league to make sure I got him because you listed players I, you know, a Justin Jackson, the Damian Harris, things like that that I prefer much more. But uh, I, I, I wasn't mad if I ended up with him, you know, as as I missed out on the other guys either. No, and I think, you know, the one thing to keep an eye on in, in Cleveland is obviously they don't want to go down two of their stud backs. They've got two of them with Chubb and, and you know, and Hunt, excuse me, was coming into the weekend with that groin injury. I, you know, you never know how much a groin injury might stick around. He looked great, so I don't think it was hindering him at all. But it may be one of those things that – it, it makes that that share percentage from the running back standpoint be a little bit more, you know, instead of 70-30, is it more 60-40? Yeah, definitely on the same page there. Um, moving on now, we have a, a quarterback change. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the first one, but it's one of the first ones this season where a, you know, a preseason backup or a week one backup is now being promoted to the starter as a starter. Uh, goes to back position. That's Washington football team. Dwayne Haskins rightfully benched for Kyle Allen. I can't say, I mean, I can say I saw this coming. I have so many Kyle Allen shares, especially in dynasty leagues or in Superflex leagues, because you could scoop this guy up so late. And I knew he'd be a starter at some point. Um, you know, following Ron Rivera there, he was, uh, you know, the backup there to Cam Newton for a while and played rather well uh, in Cam Newton's absence last year before he went down with injury himself. Um, 
you know, the question now remains, does this uh, change anything? You know, the likes of Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are, you know, quality, quality fantasy, you know, assets. So does, do, do things change now that, you know, Kyle Allen, a different type of quarterback than Haskins, a quarterback who actually hit his receivers. But, uh, you know, last year he, uh, he, he played well, played 12 games, threw for 3,300 yards, 17 touchdowns. Interceptions are still there. Um, but this is a second-year quarterback who isn't seeing starter numbers, uh, starter games, rather. So that's that's decent. So, uh, you know, do you see do you see an increase here? Terry McLaurin owners are kind of frustrated. You know, this is an early guy. You invested, you know, first five rounds. You slot in, in McLaurin. Now with Kyle Allen there, are you happy as a McLaurin owner? I'm indifferent, I would say. And I am a McLaurin owner. And I think – if you're a McLaurin owner, you've been nothing but kind of happy for the for the season, even with Haskins not being the best thing you could put behind center, right? So he's he's the one that's mopping up all the targets. He's getting eight to ten most most weekends. Um, I think Kyle Allen, you know, he supported DJ Moore last year for an 1100 yard season, four touchdowns, so not great. But you know, McLaurin's a different beast in the red zone than you're talking about with DJ Moore. So I think that's a little uptick there. Um, you are getting a little bit more of an increase on target percentage. Haskins was coming in this year with a 68 percent on target percentage, where Allen went last year with 76%. So, you know, hopefully, you know, right now I'll say it's even, but I think there is the potential for an increase with Terry. What I would be more excited about is uh, if you're a Gibson owner, there you, um, go. you know, we saw what Chris McCaffrey did last year. Kyle Allen was, of course, his quarterback, and, you know, he had 1,000 receiving yards uh, as a running back. So, you know, Antonio Gibson is one of the better pass-catching backs, especially this rookie class. You know, he has all the chances in the world. He's seen at least nine rushing attempts and, you know, at least two targets per game. He saw five targets last game, which is promising 13 rushes and five targets for his best game of his season of his career. Um, you know, three touchdowns rushing. I didn't even know that. He has a rushing touchdown in three straight games. Anyhow, I, 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 uh, I think this is a, a upgrade, of course, for Antonio Gibson, like I said, McLaurin was still seeing the targets. He was still getting the chances and may even see a decrease now that, you know, you have a quarterback who could possibly spread the ball around a little bit instead of locking onto his wide receiver one and, you know, just peppering him with targets each game. Uh, but as an Antonio Gibson owner here, uh, may it be redraft or dynasty or whatever, I'd slot him. I'm going to think he's a flex, at least a flex lock, as long as Kyle Allen is his quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Right here with you. I can't even say much more about that. Obviously, him coming from a Carolina system, you have to know how to throw the ball to the running backs. You know, the the only question is, will Washington continue to let him be a benefactor in the out of the backfield catching the ball? They weren't in the beginning of the season, but after last week with a showing like that against the Ravens, maybe they unleash him a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they have to. Um, another move that happened, the first quarter, not quarterback, I apologize, first head coach. Uh, casualty of the season happened, rightfully so. Bill O'Brien is finally out as the Texans' head coach and general manager where he had both titles down there. Um, that team is 0-4 after signing Deshaun Watson to one of the biggest deals in NFL history. Um, you know, you shouldn't be 0-4 at that stake. So does, again, this 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 should go without saying, but does is there a change in fantasy impact now that Bill O'Brien is, is gone? You know, a lot of times this happens where players aren't motivated underneath the head coach. And then suddenly they get rid of the guy and they have a big game in the following game um, because the, the guy's finally gone. I'm not sure who their intern is right now. 
and I doubt they you know find a replacement this season. But um, for now, I I would definitely say there's an increase there. They have to do something. Uh, let Deshaun Watson you know fr- throw the ball more. Uh, stay away from that running game that isn't really producing much. Yeah, I mean, you you got it right there. I mean, I think what you've got to look for in fantasy is uh, one with Houston the fact that the schedule's opening up. I mean, you had the gauntlet that you ran through the first three weeks, and now you get Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Green Bay, which Green Bay's defense is getting a little better. But, I mean, much better matchups than you had in the beginning of the year. I think it's really on the attitude of the players because you get Bill O'Brien out of that locker room. Um, You're not going to have a whole lot of scheme overturn. The interim is going to be Cornell. He didn't have much of a – much of a much success with the Browns organization. Obviously, though, that's the Browns organization right in the middle of their dumpster fire. So I don't know how much can be put on Romeo there. But um, I mean, Bill Belichick didn't have any success in Cleveland. Either. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you know, I think I think the attitude in that locker room really is going to change. They've got pieces there. You know, the the question, the most interesting question. And this doesn't help any of our fantasy fantasy folks. I think if you've got Texans players, guys, keep rolling them out there. I think Fuller and Watson really start to turn it on fuller obviously if he can stay healthy maybe david johnson can can give you a little bit of an rb2 stretch here um, but the big question for me is when they go to recruit a new head coach there's a lot of issues that they're coming into from a roster perspective with draft picks gone and things like that that bill o'brien left behind yeah a lot of bad moves there uh you know invested a first rounder and you know uh tunzel and that offensive line is still one of the worst in the league uh, a defense that can't stop anyone, and it's going to be a situation. But you are coming into a Deshaun, Deshaun Watson locked in for you know for a long time, and you know he's a premier uh, quarterback in this league. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I, like you said, I think there's an uptick in mor- uh, morale there, especially in that locker room. I think start start clicking. Uh, Brandon Cooks needs to get going. Uh, you know that was their big acquisition of the offseason, if you want to after they lost. You know the probably the argu- arguably the the most talented receiver in the league right now. Um, but anyhow, yeah, they'll play motivated. They'll do a little bit better, but it's, it's just interesting to see what will happen under the intern head coach. So moving on here, we have to talk about it. I think this is a, this will be a topic on every podcast we roll out for the next <laughs> whatever, what is there, 12, 13 more weeks, and that's COVID. Yep. So Tennessee continues to have cases pop up. And uh, I, I think it's safe to say they probably won't play this week. Uh, who do they play this week? Buffalo. Buffalo. So, you know, you probably have a league or two where you have a Buffalo share because the offense is absolutely killing it. So you're going to miss out on that. You know, Derrick Henry owners first round, top, you know, top half, middle of the first round. Investment there could miss back-to-back weeks. And here you are at the start of the season where you really have to get, you know, going. You can't start 0-4 and 0-5. You know, because Derrick Henry sat two two games or start one and four even, uh, and have a chance to make the playoffs, you'd have to go on a miraculous run and you know have some help along the way. Um, but this is something we're going to deal with. We're going to see games postponed, I think weekly moving forward until something happens. Again, we saw we saw Stephon Gilmore, former pro, well last season defensive player of the season of the year uh, with New England there after they postponed that game due to uh, who was it of. Uh, Someone on the Patriots coaching staff or something had COVID, or no, Cam Newton. Cam they, Newton. Had, Cam had, Newton and, yeah. and a practice squad guy. Yeah. So they postponed the game, but then just the following day they had the game against the Chiefs. You know, and, and Gilmore played that game, and then come here it is Wednesday. What a day later, twenty four hours, thirty six hours later, he's got a positive COVID case. 
So if you're a, you know, New England uh, may not play this week because of now, you know, Cam Newton has it, Stephon Gilmore has it, practice squad guy has it. So it's throughout their entire organization, not just, you know, isolated to, you know, the first team guys. And, uh, you know, Tennessee's really rampant with it right now. There's no chance they play this week. I, I would put money on it. Um, so, again, this is something we have to be, pay attention to this. You know, there's going to be this, I think, for the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, you said it all right there. I think it's just something we just got to keep on our radar the whole time. Um, we've, we said a bunch in our podcast last week, continue to talk to your commissioners and, and you know, let obviously the commissioners are watching the same things that they're commissioning a fantasy football league. They should be paying attention to this stuff. Uh, there may have to be some flexibility with the way you can add and drop players for certain situations. Um, it, it's it's just something that everybody's going to have to deal with. Uh, we're, I'm hopeful that there's nothing else that pops up from a New England standpoint and we only potentially lose the Tennessee game because I do feel like there's a half, a pretty high percentage at this point that you're going to lose that one. It was interesting to see that the NFL added back in or added in the potential for forfeiture um, into their like statement with the COVID protocols and and not following COVID protocols. So it would be kind of a bummer to lose a game if you're a Tennessee Titans fantasy owner with like Derrick Henry um, because they couldn't follow the protocols. Yeah, that could be a, like I said, a league changer. It could be a week or two. That costs you a you know fantasy matchup that you know then you miss the playoffs by a week or by a game, so like you said, just keep alert with it and it's going to be doing this uh, moving forward. And most most leagues I would say at this point have some kind of plan in place if there is to be happening. But this just makes those waiver wire additions that you are making. Hopefully your league has an additional IR spot or two and a, maybe a, another bench spot just because of what's happening here. This is something we can't really deal with and it's it's new to us as fantasy owners. And uh, commissioners, so hopefully you know they have a, a bigger roster for you to then add some waiver wire players because you're going to need them um, moving forward. So yeah, and and definitely I, I don't want to miss this opportunity for us, Nate, to plug in Brian in the live Twitch stream on Sunday morning. So this is going to be yes, huge yes. for us, huge for us this year, guys. Everyone or guys and, and gals that are um, looking to make these roster moves really late because a lot of times, just like you know, we went into that New England game last week, we didn't know until Saturday that they were dropping that game to Monday. So and then it was still a question mark whether it happened. So. Join the live stream on Sunday mornings on on Twitch. It's it's a really good opportunity for you to kind of ask some questions and you can get some of those late pickups from from our guys. Yeah, and uh, like you said, Brian, you know Brian Wentworth FF on Twitter uh, runs that. It's on Twitch.com/slash/WeKnowFantasy, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Sunday morning. Start set questions. A few of us hop on there when we get the chance to. I know Justin plans to hop on to do some, you know, uh, betting type of stuff in the future. But I'm on there occasionally. When time allows, but it's a it's a great time, and like Justin said, just a, it's another tool that we offer that uh, allows you to make sure your lineup is as set as possible for the week ahead. So that's enough of the fancy talk, I guess, for this podcast. We have a few non-fancy related things that we do, as you know, if you listen to this podcast for the season, we do pickums each week, and uh, we're actually going to give uh, some quarter of the way awards out following the pickums. So these pickums are straight up, no spread or anything. Uh, so far this season, I'm 39 and 23. The Fro did not join me last week, but he's 20 or 32 and 16. And then Will was on here last week with me. He went nine and five. So I guess Justin, you uh, the pressure's on to beat Will at <laughs> nine and five. So we'll see next week how you fared against him. But let's go down here. Panthers at Falcons. Um, 
I don't know. I, I copied this. I don't know why this is in order. Anyhow, Panthers at Falcons. This is the Monday night game. Uh, no, it's not. Anyhow, ignore what I said. Panthers at Falcons. Justin, who do you have winning this one? I think Atlanta gets off the snot here and gets one. The Panthers have played very well, but I'm going to go Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going Atlanta as well. Bills at Titans this is a game that probably won't happen, but if it does, I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking Tennessee. All right. Uh, AFC West matchup here. Uh, the Chiefs at the Raiders. You have Chiefs, Justin? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can uh, really argue against that one. Uh, pretty much every week you're going to go with the Chiefs, in my opinion. Uh, Cardinals at Jets. I'm going Arizona as much as I want them to lose. Right Justin? there with you. Right, right there with you with Arizona. Here's a, a battle of Pennsylvania. Eagles versus Steelers. Who do you have in this one? Pittsburgh. Yeah, that defense is too much. And that Steelers team, I know they had that you know surprise victory as big dogs against the 49ers. But, you know, 49ers shouldn't have lost that game. Nick Mullins. You know, gave it away with that pick six there as he meant went to march down the field. Rams at Washington. Uh, I'm gonna go Los Angeles. Right there with you. All right. Have we uh d- 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 disputed yet? No. All right. Yeah, uh, Tennessee Titans, which probably won't even happen. So, all right. <laughs> Bengals at Ravens. I don't think you can go against the Ravens here. I agree with you right there. All right. Texans Jaguars. I'm going Houston. That's where I'm going. I think they give the first one of the season. Romeo like said, comes around. An inspired, inspired team. Dolphins at 49ers. Uh, I'm a 49ers fan, so I can't imagine them losing to the Dolphins, but I thought they'd beat the Eagles, too. I'm with you, boys. Let's hope. Colts at Browns. This is an interesting one. Uh, you have the Browns offense that's kind of you know high-flying and doing some stuff now, but the Colts have one of the better defenses in the league. I'm with Cleveland on this one. I think that defense is playing pretty well. All right, I'm going to lean Indianapolis here. They have the better quarterback and the better defense. I don't like that. All right, Giants at Cowboys. I'm taking the boys. Me as well. All right, Broncos, Patriots. Uh, who we'll see behind center for uh, you know for New England, we don't know, but I still have to go that way. Uh, I'm right there with you. It's hard to pick against. Who knows? I don't even know who's under center for the Broncos. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing. We don't know what's happening there either. Uh, it could be uh, – why am I blanking? Uh, Blake Bortles. We'll see, we'll see if it's Blake Bortles this week. Um, Vikings at Seahawks. I don't think you could pick against the Seahawks. It's tough to right now. And then uh, we have Chargers, Saints wrapping us up here. Uh, who do you got, Justin? Uh, you know I'm a Chargers fan, so I got to go with my boys here. All right, I'll take the Saints just to, you know, so we have a, at least two or three different uh, picks here. But, you know, a lot of uh, favored matchups, I'd say, this week uh, moving forward. But before we sign off here, let's name some rewards. Four weeks deep, who is your MVP thus far this season? So the, my MVP, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think a lot of the a lot of people would go with, with Russ here. And I can see it wholeheartedly with Russ. And obviously Josh Allen's probably got some too. But Aaron Rodgers just looked really good on Monday night. That was the first time I'd actually sat down and watched the whole Green Bay Packers game. And he was in command of that game from start to finish. Obviously, Atlanta defense is terrible, but I'm going A-Rod. I think what helps here is that NFC North is a bit weaker than the NFC West. You know, eventually they're going to have to duel against each other there in the NFC West with Seattle uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Arizona, all quality teams. So I think they beat up on each other there. And I'm going to go with Russell 
if he has a fantastic season, you know, goes 13 and 3, 14 and 2, 12 and 4, and, and Russ does the same, you kind of have to give it to Rodgers, in my opinion, maybe a popularity vote at that point. Uh, but, <laughs> right. you know, rebounding from what happened, you know, years past and having the dominant season thus far, I think it's Aaron Rodgers as well. If you had to name a defensive player of the year thus far, who would it be? So I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. He's looked very well on that line for Cleveland. He's got five sacks already. I look for him to continue on a hot streak. Yeah, that's a that's a hard one to uh, to debate against. Uh, he's really making that kind of single handedly keeping that Browns uh, defense to Garrett together. Another candidate you could possibly think of maybe uh, DeForest Buckner, who the 49ers traded to the Colts. He's really that's a good one. He's really helped that Colts defense gel. And uh, T.J. Watt, uh, another guy who last year arguably should have won the award. I think he's up there well. But right now, I think Miles Garrett is uh, is a safe pick for that as well. Uh, I, this is probably assumed rookie offensive player of the year. I think that's uh, easy Joe Burrow. I don't think you can really go against that. No, nah, not really. I mean, if Herbert keeps playing like he does and keeps that starting job, he might run at him. But I think Burrow is the pick. Yeah, and then uh, Rookie Defensive Player of the Year. Who do you got there? So I'm going a homer pick here, and I'm going Kenneth Murray with the Chargers. He's in the top 20 of tackles so far, and with Drew Tranquil going out on that defense for the year, he's got to really step up and be an anchor in the middle of that linebacking core. Yeah, I'm, I wish I could argue with you here, but I can't. He was my pick as well. He's you know slotted in perfectly and helped that Chargers defense. And uh, you know times of need after losing James for the season early on, and uh, – you know, just has been a machine tackling and whatnot across the board. Uh, but there we go, guys. That's the We Know Fantasy podcast every Wednesday night coming at you. Uh, maybe the fro will be back, back next week. I'm kind of glad he wasn't on this week because his Eagles beat my 49ers on five times <laughs> tonight football, and they really didn't want to listen to that. So hopefully, you know, that uh, his hype for that dies down uh, by the time we record next week. One more time, Justin, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, find me on Twitter, at JFHornets25. I enjoyed it tonight, Nate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was great. Uh, thanks for coming on as well, kind of last minute. But we had a, a great show here and a lot of content to go through. As always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at We Know Fantasy. Uh, remember, we have daily podcasts rolling out. You can find them on every major uh, podcast platform. Uh, you know, you're listening to this one right now, so... Uh, just check out uh, what else we have to offer. Visit our website for more fancy football content. And until next week, guys, we'll see ya.